Only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. We are back. This is the Future Podcast, where we bring you a local feel of Packer Phantom to a worldwide audience. I am Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Bread. I was worried I was going to forget my intro because I haven't done this intro in so long, but I didn't. It's like riding a bike, and we are back. No Matt today. He is sitting on a beach, enjoying it with his beautiful wife, and just enjoying some R&R. And, uh, you know, just catching some, you know, some rays, I guess. So he is not going to be here this uh, show, but um, he will be back with us uh, later in a different time. But we are back here kind of like uh, kind of periodically, I guess you could say, because, you know, we don't need to be back every single week uh, because, you know, there's not I mean, there's a lot of things happening, but it's not a lot of like, you know, constant content that we need to get to you guys that you're not going to already get from a lot of the other game on Wisconsin shows and everywhere else in the Packer universe, but we'll be, we'll be here this week. Um, we'll definitely be back uh, for some free agency and then um, for sure on the draft. And then um, we'll see where it goes from there, but for we'll get those three big things happening. Obviously there's a lot happening this week uh, with the combine. Uh, that's really fun. And obviously we got a lot of news for the Packers in the first place. Um, Fred, how's it going? It is so glad to see you. Uh, I mean, I see you all the ways, but it's great to see you virtually here on the show that we love most. What's going on? It's good, man. I mean, it's funny. We talked about <clears throat> at the end of the season wanting to just take a break, and it took us, what, like 38 minutes before we were talking football again on our texting probably. Right, so right. it's it's always, you know, we act like we don't want to, but things keep happening and things keep coming up. And it's hard to not kind of want to talk about them. So like Sanjay said, you know, we're not going to be a week to week thing. We're going to come back when it matters. Just kind of consider everybody else to be your appetizer. We're the main course. Just get ready. Yes. For it. Um, oh, I like that. And speaking. Like that. And yes, thank you. And speaking of main course, um, I would be uh, a, a, an absolute jerk if I didn't say thank you. And I love you and happy birthday to my wife. Um who I decided to do a podcast on her birthday. So uh, <laughs> massive shout out to her because by all means, she should be very mad at me, but she is the coolest, most supportive, lovely wife in the entire world. So um, happy birthday, babe. I love you. And uh, I'm excited, man. There's a lot going on. Um, we're coming up pretty close here on what I consider to be my favorite time of the year, uh, which Absolutely. is combine slash draft time. So mm -hmm. uh a little different and this draft could be normal or it could yeah. be completely crazy we have no uh, idea exactly yet. it's always weird when you don't have a qb heavy class and it's just like there's so much like you know question about who's the yeah. first overall pick i know aiden hutchinson is obviously the the big consensus number one maybe but um that's a question, know, right? Though. Like you don't know. Yeah. yeah, you never know. It could be a tackle. It could be a corner. It could be, you know, yeah. I, I doubt a receiver, but you know, you never know with these kind of drafts. But you know, obviously, just like every draft, there's some heavy, you know, depth positions, and then there's pretty sucky low <laughs> depth positions. But um, we'll break that down on the back end of the show. But I know. Stop. You're like, I want to talk draft now. I just got all excited. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, hold up, hold up. We got, we got a couple <laughs> stuff. So real quick, we're gonna just. Uh, kind of zoom past this, but you know, as you've probably seen, if you guys are diehard Packer fans uh, and you guys are always kind of like refreshing your Twitter or Facebook or whatever you guys get your content from, and you're all expecting the Rogers news, just like we all are. I mean, at this point, we're just kind of like, I'm, I'm tired of it. And let's just, you know, if it happens tomorrow, it happens. But um, other things are happening too at 1265. And 
um, some restructures, some voidable years added on certain guys, which, mind you, that is something they have to get consent on from the from the player. So this is not just your average restructures where people are like, okay, well, we can do whatever we have to, to get ourselves under the cap. This is adding void years to actually, uh, you know, get permission from the players, which is a pretty big decision from guys, because that means that they know either something or something they don't know. I don't know, but maybe they're just thinking, look, if we're running this back and we're trying to do whatever we can to get Rogers and Devontae or whatever it may be, maybe they're trying to help the cause or maybe they're just helping themselves. I get it. It's money. When you're talking about money, you got to try to put food on the table for your family. But uh, Fred, why don't you list the three players that have already gone and done their due diligence to the cap help, uh, which is quite the help that we need in the next week or two. Uh, go ahead. Well, I mean, there's a few that, I think we all some that we expected and some I'm a little right, surprised right. with. Honestly, like the Bakhtiari one, I think was was uh, a friendly deal, right? I think that kind of came at the heels of understanding his position, understanding kind of um, what he what he brought to the table last year. Um, yeah. Mostly in the fact that it wasn't a whole lot, but he understands that their best chance to win is probably with Aaron Rodgers. So there's some moves that people have to make. Um, the Aaron Jones one I thought was kind of kind of an interesting one um, just because I didn't, I didn't see – I guess I just didn't know where that made sense financially and, and with just the running back game in general. Um, that one's always kind of – I'm always that guy that's like, do you sign running backs? Do you keep running backs? Do you want to bring them back longer? Do we want to, you know – have them be somebody that sticks around way longer than they need to. Um, and then the last one, I think probably was one that made more sense. I think, uh, or maybe that I expected and I think actually fits into the timeline better. And that's Kenny Clark. So I think uh, he's just got so much left. Um, so I'm just interested to kind of see how they, how they map it out with Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari in the sense of they're going to back end it, but then just not end up getting to that number as opposed to Kenny Clark. They will probably get to those numbers because of his age. Um, so there could be another couple restructures in Kenny Clark's contract going forward or just full resignings. But um, I think it's a start. Obviously we have a lot more work probably to finish doing um, with the Smith bros for sure. And then there's probably some offensive line, um, you know, Billy Turner type situations. Um, but Russ Ball's a genius, man. I, I guess I, everyone keeps saying to me, "There's just no way it can happen." There's no way, and I'm like, "There is a way." There's a, it's, it's weird, it's strange, um, and a lot's got to happen, but a lot can happen. And I think if the team has bought into it, right, and I think if Aaron Rodgers had those discussions with everybody, and there was a consensus idea of, "Hey, I'm gonna come back. I want to come back." That's all, you know, come together and kind of make a, a a, a general, you know, change to our contracts to make this work. I think it happens. And I don't think it's necessarily just for Aaron Rodgers to get the 50 million that everyone acts like he wants. I think it's just in general to put the Packers organization in a better spot. I hope. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm in complete agreement. I just think, you know, to go back on Aaron Jones, I just feel like I agree with that. I think their mindset is also, well, we saw what happened with AJ Dillon. He got hurt. You didn't really have anything behind that. Now, maybe with a Kylan Hill, maybe you felt a little bit comfortable, more comfortable, obviously. Uh, but obviously he was hurt and you really just you had Patrick Taylor out there, which obviously a nice story, too. But I think you have that one two punch with them. Maybe you're just seeing it as like a long term, not long term, but short term, but long term kind of situation where you can have Aaron Jones you know maybe for one more possibly two more years and then yeah. kind of cut ties and see what you have with AJ Dillon in that time frame and make, maybe he's the guy going forward. I don't know, but the restructure, I would very the- much, I would very much expect them to draft an Aaron Jones esque running back this year. Do you think, I mean, obviously with the timetable, at least with Kylan Hill and his injury, do you think that they, I mean, I think they still will draft one. I I don't know how. I think it would be a late round It'd be pick, late. maybe. But, It'd be very late, or yeah. even a I'm thinking or like, even an undrafted free agent. You never know. Um, yeah, you're but looking at six, seven or UFA for sure. Because like I just I I don't think I don't hate what we have with Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor. I just I think you're right. Maybe you do get that slashier kind of player that you know can come out of the backfield 
be a little bit more explosive in the passing game. Maybe like a Tariq Cohen or something, some of that, some it, of that kind of It'll nature. be, I think that it will be, if they, if they set out to do so, it would be a six, seven third on, on or UFA. Um, if not, if it was any earlier than that, it would be because somebody slid that they sure, had high right. on their board, which and is always the only best way, player though, I don't, which is absolutely, but I don't see them like actively pursuing anybody outside of their board within the top five rounds. Well, we'll, we'll catch, we'll catch that when we get to combine stuff and, you know, obviously not combine, but when we get to draft stuff, when we get some of our predictions and our, you know, likes and whatnot, but, um, Basically, all to kind of clump up all these restructures, obviously the main goal is to, A, first get under the cap, um, which I believe our number is at 39. I could be wrong on that. I could. I don't know what the boss yard is. Iowa Joe's here. He'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. Iowa Joe is here, so I'm pretty sure he'll just let us know and he'll make sure of it. Um, uh, But obviously the the goal is to get under, and obviously as Gutekunst, it was nice to see him talk, uh, you know, last week and give us a little – an idea, but not so much of an idea because he's so, you know, <laughs> beats around the bush and doesn't really give us information. But it does seem like their idea of, you know, making this all work is based on what we find out tomorrow or don't find out tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers. And he is the biggest domino. And then what we do with Devante um, in this next half a week or next week uh, with the tra- uh, the tag deadline is obviously another domino. So I think a lot of this stuff is kind of like, okay, we have our plan. We know what we can and can't do with, you know, option A, B, C, and D probably. And then let's see where it goes. If option A happens, if Rogers comes back, let's see what option B is. If he, you know, wants to trade and option C, if he wants to, you know, retire, which that's probably the worst situation for everybody. But um, your thoughts, Fred, because we'll kind of talk about this. Obviously, everybody wants to know tomorrow, hopefully. I mean, you know, we had reports that obviously maybe his decision would be coming soon. That was late or sorry, early last week. Um, We'll talk about if we want him back, but I think let's talk about first the Packers and in general, this team and how it's being constructed right now um, with the restructures. I, I know, obviously, it's kind of a balancing act because you're trying to get under the cap because you have to. Um, you know, to be under the league rule or sorry, the new league. Um, But then also you're like, Hey, look, we're not trying to rebuild. We're not, we're still trying to be competitive. We have an awesome roster. Let's see what we can do. What's your thoughts on that before we get to Rogers? I don't envy what they have to do in the front office. I really don't (laughs) because it's a super, it's, it really is a tough decision. And I feel like, I mean, if anyone wants to sit anywhere and say, you know, the Packers are dumb for not keeping Aaron Rodgers or the Packers are dumb for keeping Aaron Rodgers, whatever, which way you want to go. There's really no right answer and we don't know it. And we don't really know how to like put a value on that at this point. You know, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, does part of, does, does the, does the, does the roster situated right now to win with a facilitating quarterback? Probably. I think our defense is great. Great run game. Uh, Obviously, some issues in the passing game, but if you bring back Bobby touchdowns and you're able to bring back Adams, I mean, it's still a very good roster, right? I mean, you could probably go to a Super Bowl with a Ryan Tannehill or somebody that most people would laugh at otherwise. That being said, you know, I still think that the organization in in a whole has to look at it and say, what is our best chance to win? Because that's everyone's goal, right? It's not, I don't think the idea of we're going to, wait five years and then we're going to really you know put it in like the league has changed i mean we're seeing it around the league being faster quicker and not on the field but off the field in the front office teams making big moves splashy moves giving up draft picks doing things a different way and i don't know if green bay will do that but it sure seems like they're being very tempted with the idea of we might just go full balls into this situation. And I've never in my life thought that green Bay would do something like that. Uh, because for the most part, green Bay protects the emblem and they protect the organization for the long haul more than they do for the, the now. Um, but maybe they realize, maybe they realize that they have to make that move now. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know if there's a right answer. I know where my head sits with it all, but I don't know again, if that's right or wrong. I think, 
they have a really difficult decision to make because <laughs> if they do want to keep the superstar, it's going to cost you a lot of money. If they don't did, keep the superstar, you got we got to win. Is it really them though? Or is it up to him? Because like clearly they have made it, you know, clear that they do not want to trade him. That they do want him to be in their, I guess, long term yeah. slash short term future. Um, and from what the well, reports let me say, which okay, I don't know, I believe the reports because we're pretty close to the button on our you know on our yeah. transactions and our you know our business so i don't we, 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 oh, sorry, not close to the button close to the vest but like I, I just don't know what to really believe here but i feel like it's on rogers right because if they don't they have a they do have a plan it's called jordan love or they trade aaron Rodgers and then they go get russell wilson or you know kyler or, you know there's options available to them if they want to go a different route right but if he just for sure, and you even uh, well, right, and you could even go at, you know, I, I know this would never be a sexy idea, but you know, going after someone like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, just a veteran, right, who can just come in and like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy, but he could probably win with this this team. I've seen him win with worse teams. I'm not saying it's what we're gonna do. <laughs> no, I don't, no, 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 no. If I was gonna I'm say a name, saying, I would have said Mariota, maybe, but I don't I just don't know what Tan or I don't yeah, even know Mariota's if not really been a winner. Well, I, I know he's well, not a he's winner. It's it Fitzpatrick. A I mean, Fitzpatrick went. I don't think it was Fitzpatrick. I know. I know. I was just the first name that came to my mind. Sure, but, sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things. Like I think that they there's, it's interesting. Now the other thing I was going to ask you though is that there's got to be something behind. You had last off season, right, where everything was so quiet, nobody talked. Right. No, nothing was said until everything blew up. And then it was, eh, yeah, we do want him to be back. Aaron's got to be our quarterback. But it was never like with like a fire and a tenacity that like he has to be our quarterback. We love Aaron Rodgers. We're behind him. And then all of a sudden, this offseason, it's saying it and but don't believe it. I'm saying, I'm saying, and hear me out. This is me and my like wacky tinfoil hat. World yeah, I know. This is where the tinfoil. We, I feel like we the, need yeah. an image. We need a little image where we can. Throw oh yeah, that on. I I'll make one because it's true, and yeah. I do. But here's my thought process behind it, and it's not that tinfoily. But last year, right? They don't talk about it. The uh, the speculation of them. It's not that tinfoily. It's usually that tinfoil. It's like it's what addicts say. I'm not an yeah. addict, but I am a addict. Thanks. You're not helping the situation, Sanjay. Um, <laughs> but last year, right? So the offseason comes and they're very quiet. They're very close to chess. Everything kind of blows up, but they don't come to like defend what they're talking about, right? They basically just kind of allow everything to kind of happen. They're not really warranting or saying, hey, we want this or we don't want this. Um, they were very like, well, they kind of see, they were kind of testing the waters, right? The Packers were kind of like, hey, we might, you know, let's check out what we could get, how much we could get. Maybe there's something out there. Then he comes back because it all falls through. And then all of a sudden, now this year, they're saying, oh, we love them. We want to keep them. Maybe just to, pro to, to raise the price, maybe just to drive the, the draft capital up. I mean, if they were already thinking about it last year, who's to say that they wouldn't think about it this year? Why? What's different? He won an MVP last year. He won an MVP this year. He didn't want arguably a, a better roster year. this year. He didn't, right? But I'm just saying, like, yeah, your point is valid completely, and I think that that's just like I think there's something maybe behind that, in the sense that they're okay with maybe like, hey, we'll like let's see what we'll get. And I think if a team right. came to Green Bay and said, hey, we will give you three first three rounds, first, two right. this year, one next year, and a third. I wouldn't be surprised if they said, I can't say no to that. Now, everybody that wants to act like mm -hmm. there's a player going to be involved in this, I just don't see it. I don't see how a player could be involved, and in, especially when you start listing off the teams, right? Like the Broncos, like, oh, Chubb or Judy. Like, Broncos aren't going to get rid of Chubb or Judy to get Aaron Rodgers. Like, they're going to want to keep those guys. So I do Yeah, because he's not like going to want to go there. <laughs> right. Like, so it's going to have to be a, a massive draft capital. Um, which I think Green Bay would be, it would be hard for them to not say yes to. Yeah, and real quick, and True North, I think uh, I would. Sorry, Todd was talking about Devontae Adams getting a four-year deal, not Aaron Rodgers. Um, just to kind of clear that up, I know there's a little confusion in there. But as far as like, um, you're, I, I think you're really spot on in that little tinfoil, you know, head of yours, but. I think there's a, there's a head. It was a tinfoil hat. 
I mean, what's the Big difference? We could just call you Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. All right, I'll take it. All right. So I think it's just like one of those weird things where like we are at an impasse because like what's the what's the ceiling for Rodgers right now? MVPs? Okay, you've won those. Great. But like division champs, number one seeds, like is, what's the ceiling for it? Like that's where I start to wonder as a GM, a if I'm good against and I'm making well, right. Well, I, I know, but we can't get there. We can't even get past well, the NFC exactly. championship game. Right. That's why I'm saying, like, what, it, what what have you given us to show us that we can get over the hump? I mean, we've been doing this over and over and over again, and it's always an excuse. It's this or that. I mean, granted, yes. Did the special teams absolutely bone us? Of course. But so did you. Like, it wasn't just like, a, you know, one sole person was the issue. First off, you lose as a team and you win as a team. Let's just be honest. So, I'm just wondering if you're G, if you're Brian Gudikins, what are I mean, what's the incentive? And this is where I'm trying to agree with you, where it's like, you know, eh, you know, if you don't come back, maybe it is okay that we can just move on and try to get as much as we can for you, and then you know we'll just you know rip the it might hurt this year. Maybe you do have an amazing year. Hell, maybe you go win another MVP for another team. I don't know, but who's to say that you're going to go beat Mahomes in a divisional game to win the uh, division or beat any of the guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, whoever um, Patrick Mahomes to win the AFC. I mean, you couldn't even beat, you know, Jimmy G like, let's well, just, even, let's just... even if, even if he went to another team and he won a super bowl, like obviously we'd be, we'd all be pissed, but right. <clears throat> big deal. I mean, what are you gonna, like? What were we going to do? It wasn't clearly happening here. It doesn't mean that all oh, this year would have been the year because guess what? We've been saying that for the last seven years. We've been right. saying that since 2010 so... and it's, and again, like you, there's obviously lots of factors to it. It's a total team game, but the truth of the matter is, is we've had him now for a very long time and we've right. only had one and it's not, it's not his fault. It's not the defense's fault. It's not the special team's fault. It's just a matter of maybe it's just not in the cards and maybe everybody just needs to change. And I'm not saying that because I want him not on the team. Because right, let's just be clear here. He I, has a great I talent. Want a back-to-back MVP too as my quarterback. I don't want to right. just Absolutely. go to crap. Right, <laughs> right. And I mean that's. But I'm you know you devil's think advocating business, the though. situation. Yeah, like and so that's if someone of offers you six picks for Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, not. I don't think it will be that. But like, let's just say even three or four. But I mean, if it was six, really if it was six picks, six picks, six picks five years ago. It would have it would have been too hard to do. Whereas this year, there's such a good team around him with so much young talent at pillar positions with Clark, Gary, Campbell, Stokes, Savage, Jair, Bobby Tanyan, uh, Dylan, a great young offensive line. I mean, there's a lot of pieces there that it's it it would be less painful to disconnect from him as it would have been maybe like five years ago well, where you had a lot of me, older players, a lot of moving parts. Well, let me, let, let's just have fun with this, right? We got plenty of time. Okay. We got nowhere to go. Let's take this tangent to a different level. And all of you guys, if you want to throw your scenario, sure you can. And we'll, yeah. What we'll do you guys think? Um, Okay. Let's say we trade him right now. Is there a, any situation where you're thinking, okay, yeah, there's the option with Denver where we just get a crap ton of picks or Eagles. They give us their first three picks because they have three first round picks right or now the or, or the right, whatever it may be. Or do you see it from the other angle where you just say, Hey, look straight up, we'll give you Rogers for Kyler Murray. And we get a younger guy who's basically on his rookie deal. And you want to win right now with whatever roster you have and do it with Cliff Kings Kingsbury. And then we'll try to see what we can make work with Kyle. Now there's that. That's I'm just, again, I'm just putting out scenarios, but we have the money and like we could do a sign and trade where Kyler Murray clearly wants to be paid. Um, and I think he wants out or at least he wants to be paid because he knows he's going to get hurt. And he's a small guy uh, after what the comments came out from his agent today with his little, uh, uh, menu uh, with the sheet that he posted about what their demands were. So, um, lame. so yeah, I think he needs to readjust his uh, thinking about his agent. Um, but there's that option or you trade Rogers and maybe the, 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 the money that you have, maybe you go, and I'm not saying this is a good idea. I'm just saying you go get a Mariota to kind of compete with, Jordan Love, or you go, you know, maybe you make a deal for Russell Wilson, who clearly is kind of disgruntled and he wants out, or whatever it may be. What are those options to you where you're like, look, 
even if we do get rid of him and we maybe take a step lower, maybe two steps lower, we still have, like you said, like you mentioned, you still have a really good roster around it. Let's give one of these other guys a chance, like a Russell Wilson who does know how to win or like a Kyler Murray who has a lot of ceiling left and has a lot of explosive talent that can maybe, you know, utilize this run first offense. Your thoughts. I mean, yeah, I I think yeah, I've said it. a little bit about it in the sense of I do think that this team is in the best position to walk away from Aaron Rodgers if that's the situation. If that's the situation, I'll repeat that again, just because of how good the roster is built as of right now. That being said, you know, if you were to trade him away and it was all picks and you had to go Jordan Love and then maybe you lot like you bring in some sort of veteran um, or some just disgruntled quarterback at the time being, you know, to kind of uh, bridge the gap with Jordan Love. Because let's, not, let's be realistic, okay? I know none of us saw flashes from Jordan Love. I get that. That's what everybody talks about. That's like... I think they're very that's high like the cool thing to say, right? It's like, well, I know, but it's like the cool thing to say right now is like, well, I've never seen a big throw yet by Jordan Love. I haven't seen the flash. Well, like, Aaron Rodgers wasn't necessarily super flashy either right out of the gate. But that's regardless of that. Um you know, Jordan Love had a weird first year in the league. COVID screwed everything up. Last year was really kind of the first full genuine year, I think, that he had. So there's there's some option there in the sense of we're not we haven't really quite gotten a full picture of him yet. Not saying that he's the answer or anything like that. I'm just saying we have to at least have that opportunity. Um, but if they were to allow that, that's something that I think wouldn't be as bad as everybody thinks it would be. I think we'd still probably be like maybe a wild card team if things just kind of worked out for us. Um, that being said, now if we were to trade and get a Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, or well, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, you bring Russell Wilson into this offense and just plop him in there. We're a Super Bowl contender, no doubts about it. I don't care what anyone says. Russell Wilson's hungry. He's gritty. He's a great football player. And the offense and defense are st stacked right now. He would just fit right into that offense. That uh, Kyler Murray... <clears throat> You know, uh, a little bit of a similar situation, maybe a little bit more of a work in progress type thing, but you're talking about a guy in his rookie deal still. I mean, you would still have him for a very long time, and he's clearly a talented quarterback, a provenly talented quarterback. Right. Um, but I don't know if those situations happen. I mean, that would be that would be super bizarre. It's a very far-fetched um, one, yeah. It's not very like... bizarre for Arizona, but but Arizona also drafted Josh Rosen in the year later, drafted Kyler Murray. So they're not too hard off on just saying, fuck you to the quarterback. We're going to go find something different. So it, that wouldn't shock me. Now, if, if Aaron Rodgers were to go there, right, you've got great receivers. You've got all this. You know, Arizona's clearly all in right now, too, um, in that regard. That wouldn't shock me at all because I think that they would make that decision. And I think they're they're so they're so wanting to compete right now on that West Coast with uh, the Rams and all those teams that – it wouldn't shock me, but it's just, it's going to have to, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. There's so many variables that could potentially happen. And then oh, there's a variable that he just comes back and we just figure out a way to make that work. I just, yeah, I think with all the recent things, and that's something we didn't mention either with a lot of the coaches that are gone, obviously Nathaniel Hackett is now the Denver Broncos coach. You saw that, um, uh, what's his nuts? <laughs> Luke Getzey went to Chicago to be there off OC. And now you looked at, yeah. um, Olivadotti, I think, or no, not Mike Olivadotti. Who's our new offensive coordinator now? Um, O-line coach. Um, but then obviously we just went at Todd Varney's question. Oh, comment. Um, then we obviously got Tom Clements, which is clearly a, uh, Aaron Rodgers, like say, so kind of move. Right. <laughs> But so in the same breath, in the same breath, if if Rogers doesn't come back, they could easily just release, let Tom Clemens go right back into whatever. That's such a shitty couple, move. Like, like yeah, bucks. yeah, I just, <laughs> I mean, clearly, I mean, I mean, it's your team, Matt. You can do whatever the hell you want. But like, it's just such a. Hey, we didn't get him. All right, bye. Just, We're gonna give it too, to. Yeah, but it's know. super weird. Even though, like, at what point? And I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong here. But at what point does Lafleur be like? Well, when do I just get to run my fucking offense? Why <laughs> do you guys keep saying. bringing like, guys I, like you bring in Tom Clemens who has nothing to do with my offense? He has no like the same philosophies, the same personalities, but you're gonna bring in some grandpa because you wanna 
make him happy. But like, when am I going to get to run the offense that I came here to run? Like right. at some point he's going to start. I feel slighted. And I want to go back to Iowa Joe's comment real quick here, because this is kind of what Fred is saying here before about um, if it's in the best interest for both parties just to move on. And, you know, if they say, Hey, look, I think we've seen what we can get out of this. You know, I mean, we literally put a Super Bowl roster around you and we couldn't get it done even in the first round. And yes, if his play is good on a different team, I mean, good for him. That doesn't mean our, you know, the, the trade that we got for him diminishes. I mean, we've, I just feel like first off, we've you, seen you get, what I was just going to say, we've seen shitty players go to different teams and do really good. We've seen really good players go to different teams and do really bad. Right. Sometimes yeah, it I mean, changes. It just, it's, we can't, we can't depict. You have to think about it as a business too. Like if you're right. going to get this kind of haul and if Rogers don't even want to be here, let's just, that, that's the point too. If he doesn't want to be here, you can't force him to be here. So no matter what you have to get as much as you can for him. Right. So if you get four or five picks, that helps your team for right now and the future. And that's what you got to think about. You can't think about, oh, Rodgers is going to win two more MVPs and he's going to win two Super Bowls for the Denver Broncos. If he does, does it kind of sting? Sure. But at the same time, you can't think of it that way because he's 38. He's on the well, and decline of his, you know, uh, at least his longevity of the career. I mean, obviously, he could play till he's 45 for all I know. But you have to think of it as, thing. look, you have to keep churning this roster because in the end, you can't pay everybody. I mean, that's another thing, too. Eventually, you're going to be like the Saints, and you're just going to be like, oh, God, what's going to happen? I and mean, we're kind of already the Saints. Go ahead. And here's the thing is even if even if Rodgers went to Denver and won a Super Bowl, let's just play that hypothetical, I, would it suck for sure? We'd all be super bummed about it. We'd all say what if and all this stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, is like in 20 years, like, like I don't look at Peyton Manning and think, oh yeah, that he won that Super Bowl with the Broncos. Like you just always revert back to like him as a cold, oh. right? Like obviously you still think like once you like actually focus on that thought for a second, you think about that. Um, but like I don't think that anybody would be like, yeah, Rogers' whole career is so much different now because he went to Denver and won a Super Bowl his final year. Like, and that's kind of how I feel with with Peyton. Like I just. Did he win? Sure. But like, what is, was it validated in my mind as like, because of his incredible prowess as a quarterback? No, it was because he basically went to a really good team with a great defense and kind of facilitated a, a win. I just, now if he went to Denver and threw for 450 and four touchdowns in a Super Bowl and was a Super Bowl MVP and was all that stuff, like, okay, maybe a different story. But I guess it just wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't sit in my brain in a historical moment as like, wow, Aaron Rodgers is definitely the goat now because he won another Super Bowl with Denver. Like, just, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm not trying yeah, to like, it wouldn't be that it necessarily, but it would just, it would never like, when we look back on football, right? When we look back in 20, 30 years, like we're not going to look back and think about that. We're going to think about his career with green Bay. And that's usually just how it goes. And like, that's, that's true legacies. Like, we forget that second team that players went to at the end of their career. Like, it's just the truth of the matter. At least I do. I don't know if everybody else does. Maybe I'm crazy, but well, think I about Woodson. Just... Did, did right, they forget like... about Woodson where he went to his second team and won? Yeah. Team? And I think that's just like how, I don't know. I guess that's just how I look at it. Like, no, I, and we... I read it especially... wrong. Especially, I would, Joe. I read it wrong. I was thinking like you meant the trade diminishes, but obviously, yes, the picks would be lower. Um, or sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, obviously, if they go and win the Super Bowl, they're 32, and then, yeah, we lose out on the actual value of the pick, yes. You're right. Right, like the Lions having the 32nd pick for the first time in their <laughs> life. <laughs> right? That's hilarious. Yeah, that, I love Which, by that. the way, I don't know if I said it. I can't remember if we did it on the next Like, super happy for, happy for John Stafford. Like, I know I probably did say it the last show, but I'm going to bring yeah, it up again I mean, because, you know what? The guy just – yeah, I like the guy. He's a good guy. I, yeah, I like him too. I mean, it's fine. I – I, I hate when a team that I know we could have probably beaten. Uh, yes, you know, and I don't love the fact that I don't Odell love seeing it. And I don't like Von Miller, and I don't like like McVay was just weird to me, and the LA thing's stupid, and all the all the fans yeah. that showed up to LA but they've never even watched a game in their life, and you know, and obviously I I think ninety five percent of us were all rooting for the Bengals and Joe Burrow, right? Exactly. But <laughs> the one shining moment in that whole situation was John Stafford to me. And I, I mean, I, I agree. Like Cooper Cup as well. But John Stafford, 
my gosh, like a guy just stuck in his own prison in Detroit. I mean, we've, and as, as Packer people, we all should be able to say this. We've seen so many talented people come through the NFC North and either never make it to a Super Bowl or never win a Super Bowl, whether that's guys like Kelvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, Randy Moss on that early side of the, the Vikings, you know, Walter Payton. I know that they got to Super Bowls and they won, obviously, but, you know, like just generational talented guys. And I'm not saying – yeah, I mean, you saw yeah. a lot of these yeah, – Stafford's not generational. Yeah, he's definitely not generational, but he's definitely one of those guys that – you were just everyone. I think was excited to see him get the heck Did out of. Did you say Erlacher is like, not generational? No, I said Stafford's not generational. Oh, Stafford. Okay, yeah. No, <laughs> and I wasn't trying to compare no, him to those I mean, guys. I was just I, saying, like, there's been a lot of guys in the NFC North that that we've had to watch for a lot of years. And John was always one of those guys that I'm like, man, I just really hope he gets a different chance, man, because. He just so shout out to him for sticking it out that long. I mean, he didn't have to and sign did, a new deal, and he embraced the crap out of Detroit. And, <laughs> right, and for that, yeah. that made me I mean, like him Georgia more. Kid in fact, Detroit, like, I mean, that's... I mean, and he did so much for the city of Detroit, and so like that was another reason why I liked him so much. But yeah, we've seen some some really good talent come and go in that NFC North, man. And I call him I mean, John yeah. Jacob. Hey, listen, I call him John because his name because is John. That's his real name. Is his name is Jonathan Matthew John Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Go like read a book, dude. Come on. <laughs> hey, but he did let a camera fall on the back. So I mean there is that. So there's a little tarnish on your little John Stafford. Uh, yeah. just really... She fell on herself, dude. That's her own fault. <laughs> I mean, driven. yeah, that is true. No, your limit. I mean, hey, you of all people. Well, like, why is everybody why is every, why does you should know? Yeah, why does everybody why does everybody hate on him? Like, what why is it was it he supposed <laughs> to like have a leash on her? Hold her hand? Like <laughs> Dude, no, you're I mean, he, sh- he probably should have like at least seen if she was okay. He just like turned around and was just like, nope. <laughs> well, yeah, this. he definitely, he definitely kind of just. Did. He's like Kelly, you go handle weird. that. Like, I'll give, I'll give you that much. <laughs> all right, so let's. All right, we took in like our little spin on the Rogers situation. Clearly, we won't know until he makes his decision, which could be tomorrow. But let's let's shift our focus. Uh, it's seven thirty-seven, so we'll kind of like we're not doing any breaks today. But we'll do uh, Combine. Let's talk Combine because that is happening this week. We'll finish with the really good news that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that at the very end. So I know you guys are chomping at the bit to talk about that or listen to that, I guess. But um, Combine. I mean, this is a fun time, especially if you are able to sit and watch it. I know some people could give two shits and they're like, why would I watch guys in their underwear run around? I get it. Whatever. That's That's your deal. But for guys like Fred and I, and, you know, I think it's it's one of those moments where you just get to see, like, you know, <clears throat> if you're if someone's raw or if they're actually fully, you know, like if they're like the, you know, the creme de la creme, you get to see their, you know, their skills, at least, you know, out on display, at least in this. And, and obviously, clearly, you don't get to see it like in pads and against, you know, opponents, whatever. That's fine. But the the raw basic skills of speed, agility, jumping catching throwing like that kind of stuff excites like you know me at least and i think it's kind of one of those things where hey we get to see what's going to be on this or at least what's available you know come draft time we get to have a little bit of a crush i know fred loves his crushes that he you know kind of follows and then he's like look i want this i want this and he's hit on a couple let me let me remind you Aaron, or <laughs> fred has hit on some picks but I do think that at least with the the combine and Fred, you can jump in here. It's a moment where it's like, these kids are obviously trying to make a better life for themselves. They're trying to get their stock value as high as possible so that they can a hopefully get drafted and B, you know, put their stamp on the league in some way, shape or form. That's clearly what the combine is. And then, you know, this is a showcase of like, look, maybe you guys didn't know me when I was at UW Stevens point. uh, But or whitewater sorry or where sorry whitewater probably and this is my chance you know where i can display my awesome ability in front of all these guys that didn't get a chance to see d2 d3 you know ball and then you know maybe hopefully get drafted so that's what this is and i think it's a really cool week i know they changed a lot of of the format i know it kind of like starts like basically now um into the weekend um i don't 
know how, especially with the COVID things, I know they're, I know all the GMs are able to come back and scouts are actually able to go there now again, because obviously COVID we couldn't go last time. Um, but I think everybody's back now, but I wonder if they're, I think they're like the schedule changed a little bit, but Fred, your thoughts on the combine. Um, I mean, realistically, it's insanely barbaric. Um, <laughs> you really think about it. Um, but I freaking love it. And, and I love it for like the reason you brought up of, of the, the small school guys, right? The small town guys, the guys that nobody really knows about the guys that maybe didn't get to play on the big stage, the guys that aren't from Notre Dame and Alabama and Clemson and these big schools that are just constantly covered. Those are those moments for those guys to kind of jump on the scene and kind of make a name for themselves. And I think that's super cool. And I like watching that. Um, I also have a little bit of a newly found struggle with players skipping out on bowl games to to not to do the combine too. And I also yeah. think that the the training for the combine has wrecked um the outcomes of the combine, if you will. You know, guys that literally spend three months training on oh, a 40 yard dash sure, sure. so they can run a four three and get 15 spots higher. I don't like <laughs> that. I hate that. Um because let's be realistic. I mean, athletes today and, and people today are just, they're built so incredible that if, if you spend three, four months perfecting that craft day in and day out, I mean, yes, you are going to shave time off on that 40 and then you're going to give this illusion that you're a better football player. And I think that's kind of a joke. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I love it. I've watched it for as long as I can possibly remember. I can't even remember the first time I watched it, but I know it was back in the day. Uh, with my dad and my grandpa. And so I always bring that up during draft time. It's emotional to, to me for a lot of reasons. And now I get to watch it with my kids, which is super cool. Um, but a big deal for me is a combine is those little guys, those little numbers, those little (laughs) players that you don't really know about. Um, you get to kind of see them showcase their talents and, and they're so jacked, right? They go to the combine and it's like super bowl for them, you know, whereas like the rest of the guys, it's just kind of a thing and, and whatever. So you can kind of, you know, I think for, for scouts, um, I think it's probably become so much more difficult for a scout to go to the combine and actually get a fair reading because of, right. because of the practice and the, and the, uh, you know, the coaching or the, you know, the fabrication, if you will, of, of talent when it comes to just perfecting those, those crafts, you know, we see guys who all of a sudden, you know, had a mid decent season, but then all of a sudden they have these off the chart combines and then they go into the NFL and they're like, not really good. I mean, that's gotta be hard. You have to really weed out the reels from the fakes. You have to really focus a lot more on tape. I think that matters. Um, but it doesn't deter from the fact that I'll sit there and probably watch every single day of the combine while I'm at work. Hopefully none of my bosses are watching, but, uh, it will definitely be on one of my monitors, uh, watching grown men run around. And do you remember, was it, was it Chris Jones? Where Chris Jones ran the 40 yard dash and his dung fell out. And he had oh. to fall down. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was telling I was telling Ethan about that. I think last year, I was like, "Dude, did you know that there's one time that this guy was running the forty yard dash and his <laughs> his dong fell out?" And he's like, "Nah." And I'm like, "Oh, let me pull the video." And he was like, search. "And he was like, no, I don't want to see it." And I'm like, "Well, you don't really. I mean, you kind of do, but you don't." Um, he knows I mean, I it's coming out. He's just. I like, guarantee a lot of people. Yeah, he knows it's coming, and he puts, and then he just falls. He just like dives on the ground. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure when you guys are going to, you know, some of these people are going to watch it, but um, those are funny moments. I mean, I definitely think it's weird that we have to go into full spandex. Like is the spandex really changing your outcome, right? Like we've already, yeah. like the scouts have already seen you without your, your shirts on. They've already done all the measurements. Like right. if the spandex is going to shave off that much time, like then you're not that great of a football player to begin with because like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, they definitely change it. Cause obviously Tom Brady was in a t-shirt when he did it so like clearly they when i started watching it yeah it was full it was baggy shirt yeah exactly yeah just like your gym stuff (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean obviously this is a it's gonna be a fun week especially because maybe we're already gonna know aaron Rodgers' situation then we can put that behind us and then we can start focusing on all right how can we get more you know weapons for him and you know uh big pieces that you know can help the team in special teams or defense or offense whatever it may be we can start focusing on that and then we don't have to worry about this, you know, what is he going to do situation. So um, that's all good. The moment you've been waiting for, uh, it looks like we're going to go 
to London. That's right. Look at that. Little Beatles there. And you, it's such a bad accent. So looks like we're going to go to London. It's great to finally get this, you know, uh, opportunity. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's always been on stipulations. Like, hey, we'll go. But you can't screw us because that's money in our pocket that we're losing if it's a home game. Like, we don't mind playing the Jags on their day or the Jets or the, the Chargers, whoever it may be. We well, That's fine. We'll play it. But we won't do it on ours. But now they found a loophole. And it. thank God it's on the gold package Packers game that they're going to play it on our ninth home game um, of next year. And. That's okay, because we don't need Milwaukee people to see the game anyway. So uh, I'm just kidding. You guys can see the game. But it's going to be in London. We don't know the opponent yet who it would be, but it sounds like based on, like, you know, ratings-wise, especially, like, in Lambo, they want to have the best ratings in Lambo, right? So you're probably not going to put Rams and Packers in London. Like, that's just stupid. So you're probably looking at probably uh, Jets, maybe Titans or uh, I saw there was one other team. Um, help me out here. Help me out here. Help me out. Help, 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 help. I don't know. I can't think of the team, but anyway, it's probably the jets. Let's just be honest. I mean, the jets clearly are the team that you could probably Panthers. be like, look, but that's not an away game. Is it? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, right right I would Joe look playing this year. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so yeah, come on. I would Joe. I'm thinking it's probably going to be the Jets because you probably Giants. want the mo- Giants. There we go. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. So Giants, Jets, two stupid franchises that obviously Giants make a little bit more on you know uh, their games because they sell out more than the Jets. But again, nobody wants to see Daniel Jones. So whatever that situation is, throw them in London, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a really cool moment, and I I'm. I saw on Twitter all the like the UK people of Packer Nation, yeah. you know, really excited. It's almost like they got like you know their bid, like you know this when when you see on uh, March Madness and you see that team that finally gets a bid. You know, it's just like that moment they got the camera pan to yep. them and they just cheer. Like that, that's so cool. Like I'm so happy for those fans because they are Packer fans as well. Um, and you know, it's a cool moment for them that they can. You never know if you're ever going to see this again. Think about this. Our Packers have been around for 101 years or whatever it's been, and they've never seen a game, right? Like, I mean, some have never seen a game. Some probably have traveled, made the trip, done it, yeah. paid like 10 grand, whatever it was, and they and they saw the Packers in Lambeau. Awesome. But then there's a lot of people that probably have never seen it ever in their life, and the fact that they get to go in Tottenham and go and play, I mean, that's obviously so cool. Fred, do you – first off, are you going to go second of all what, your thoughts on London? Uh, the, the final, the, the actual like final yes from the green Bay Packers that they're finally going to London. Um, no, I will not go a hundred percent. No way. Um, the only, if I ever went to England, it would be to go to see Manchester United play their football. Um, that would be my only way in shape or form. Ooh. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, like, I don't really care. Like, I'm not a big, like, I don't really care. That's because that you're go just not a Packer fan. You're just I'm a not loser. really, yeah, I just don't like the Packers at all, man. I don't care about them. Um, I just don't. Like, I don't care about the, the us playing there. Like, it doesn't hype me up. I will say 150% stoked for all the UK fans. And there's right, a ton of them right. on Twitter. There's, there's at least a lot. Yeah, there's at right. least a happy And I'm very happy for them. It's not that I'm not happy that we're playing. I just I don't really necessarily <laughs> care. I also don't really want to wake up at 8 o'clock to watch the game. Which It's is a 10 weird. o'clock game, douche. It's yeah, not going to be, be early. 8 o'clock. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool in the sense of I'm excited for the UK people. And I'm also really? super jacked because I feel like it's going to just be a huge Packer fest. And I feel like that's going to be super cool because every time we've, I've watched any of the other games, which I rarely do, but I watched a few, you just see a stands full of like 55. Yeah. It's not that great. It's, it's It's, pretty pretty lame teams anyway. So, right. And so that's going to be really, really cool. And I think, you know, I'm sure the players, I don't know how the players totally feel about it. I think some of them are kind of excited. We'll see how that all works out. Uh, We'll see how it works. Yeah, we'll see how it works in the schedule. I mean, week nine, right? You said I think that's, you know, you're kind of in the nitty gritty of the season Not there, so nine, that I should said be just their ninth home game. Oh, 
because we get an extra one that later, right? So, yeah. Um, whatever. It's just, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not like super jacked. I'm not super upset about it. It's, it had to come. Um, you know, I talked to, uh, last year for the Red Smith, I talked to Mark Murphy and he brought up, you know, that that's probably going to have to happen, right? It's got to come at some point. We can't right. keep skirting it. Hey, the Piper. Um, yeah, so we had to do it. And I mean, we all knew it was coming at some point. Um, and you know, to somebody's comment, I don't know who made the comment up there in, in our comments or not, but you the know, COVID. they did say something along the lines of, you know, they Can they weren't going to do it. They weren't going to do it without Jordan Love. Yeah, they weren't going to do it with Jordan Love as quarterback. So, you know, maybe the NFL is like, shoot, like this might be our last chance to get them yeah. to, you know, maybe like money wise, it was a big grab for them. I don't know, but I know the UK fans travel. I don't that not every Dude, year. Packard fans travel. That- Tottenham is like 120 plus like stadium. I know it's going to be wild. And it's, it's going to be 90% Packers. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit yeah. if there's even, you know, I don't even think the Jets fans don't even want to be there because they're going to know it's no, literally going to be a home it's game. Gonna, it's going to be massive Packers and you're going to see a lot of like, that's going to be huge. Um, and I think a lot of them, and I don't know why or necessarily what if, but you got to think that it always still kind of stems from the sixties Packers, right? They're, their parents, like everybody loved the 60s Packers, whether it was UK or wherever. Um, and I think that makes a big deal. And That's I think a lot of those people grew up Packer fans. And <laughs> I think that, you know, it, it'll be a it'll be a blast. It'll be cool to see like the, you know, the players' Instagrams that week. And and I hope they have fun with it. And I hope they just, you know, do what they do. But I mean, England's great. I love I've never been to England. I love England. I've grew up, I love England, I love Manchester and um I know it's not in Manchester, but I mean it's cool. I mean it's it's a new experience. It's something for the record books, and you know hopefully we you know we should win, right? We're gonna put the Giants and the Jets. I mean it shouldn't be a loss. Like how cool would it be to go to England? How would it cool would it be to go there? I was kind of hoping we play at Wembley because like Wembley's so historic. But yeah, how cool would it be to go there? Have a ton of Packer fans. And it's gonna look like a Packer home game, and we just whoop up on the Jets, right? Like put up fifteen right, so- points. I mean it'd be great. So here's the thing. So I'm I'm gonna try to go. I have I have cousins in London. All right. So I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna try, bring I'm, me. I'm just, I'm just trying to warm that up, warm that you know pot up. A you bit. need to bring royalty to UK. Can you imagine if we go there? Like oh. Packer royalty. We got Thursday. But that was the weird thing to me that you said that the sixty. Like I don't even know why. I mean, I'm not trying to like hate on the no. UK right here in a, in in this moment, but. Where would they have ever even known that the Packers were even a thing in the 60s when they were, you know, or, well, I guess, I mean, they were made in the, you know, the 20s. But, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, where the globalization of the Packers the really pa- started. The Packers, like, were, get- the Packers were so, so popular in the 60s. I mean, so they but were, like, 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 like they were hanging out, like, the president. And, like, there was, like, I know, John, but like, John Kennedy like, wasn't was, like, that, like. Like, but if you okay, but if you were UK, right? If you're in if you're in England and you're intrigued by American football and you looked over the pond, the only thing you were gonna know back then was Joe Namath and the Packers. Right. And yeah, so, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like why that's you like they even... prop like most of those parents probably at that point just jumped on that bandwagon, just like we as Americans like... always jump on like Chelsea, Manchester United. Liverpool, like not what's the last time you've seen an American fan be like, gosh, I just love Norwich City. No, you don't see like because we just look at the big all right. You know what? What we need to just do is just have a UK fan, all right, come on the show and tell us and enrich us with your knowledge. Um, because I want to know where because I feel like there's some disconnect because I I really just don't see based on you know, like just how like game like the game of football kind of got exposure into london i mean london didn't have any care in the world for american right. football so here's the deal. like the early we'll 90s reach out maybe to, we'll reach out to the uk packers and we'll get somebody on right we'll get a week out, before yeah, we we'll, go we'll we go that. there we'll we'll, we'll do this for you freezer faithful you know this is what we do yeah. uh yeah so i'm gonna try to do this i'm gonna and i'm gonna try to see uh uh so it's with my brother-in-law. So we'll try to do like a Newcastle United game because you know they're better than Manchester United, um, but they're not. But <laughs> so we'll try to do the You're not whole even a Newcastle weekend. fan. I am an adopted fan. My my brother-in-law is a diehard fan. So I was like, hey, look, I have no, you know, 
I don't really have a dog in any kind of fight, so I guess I will just start rooting for your team because you are very Newcastle. passionate about it. And then I started liking them because they're starting to be, you know, pretty awesome. And now they have a lot of, you know, Saudi money um, to kind of get better. So watch out. Oil money is king. So anyway. I mean, there's London, basically a war really happening awesome. right now, sir. <laughs> London is is happening. So happy for the UK fans. Obviously, this yeah, is a big moment. Sure. Um Let's uh, before we end the show, let's let's just <laughs> it's Tuesday tomorrow. We're going to get a Pat McAfee uh, announcement. I will just make our predictions real quick. Fred, is Aaron I mean, Rodgers, he's, first off, is he even going to be on the show tomorrow? We don't even know that, first off. Second of all, well, they, is they, he gonna they be acted, yeah, they acted like they didn't have him scheduled. I would be surprised if, I mean, what other platform would he do it on, right? Like, well, I he don't said think he was going to say go. his decision on there, so. Right. So, and I don't think he's just going to go on the gram and I don't think he's going to post anything. I mean, if he did, it would just be like a picture, right? Like he won't say anything. He's just weird like that. Um, I but th- I do think I always feel like maybe on- he'd let like Hawk do it or something. Cause he let James Jones do an extension. Maybe he'd let Hawk kind of say it or Pat. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, Ty I, Schmidt, I, maybe let Ty Schmidt like, Whoa, that would be think- actually really cool. If he I, did that, I would have a whole new respect for Aaron Rodgers. Right, like you just let a fan just announce your like. I mean, that would be. I I mean, all right. Shout out to we just called it it. if he did. Yeah, I'm gonna go on Twitter right after this and drop that. But I think that ultimately, I'm gonna. You know, I I would love for. Well, this tag meaning. Um, ultimately, I feel like. Well, let's just take the clip. We'll just clip it on there. Perfect. Yeah, let's do it. Watch our clip. Let's go. Everyone that's watching this, tag and retweet. Retweet our tweet. Um. Anyway, I don't. I don't. I would love for Aaron Rodgers just to come out and say, "Hey, I'm coming back." But you know, he's probably not. It's going to be something different because he's kind of been that way. Um. And but I do think it's got to be McAfee, and I do think it's time. So yeah, the star little line to say that tomorrow he will say it. I don't know if he will. Um. But my gosh, it would be nice to just get that clarity and either to know, one, this is the direction we're going, or B, let me be so overly inundated and excited because now we have about 40 new draft picks to play with. (laughs) 40 new draft picks. Uh, I did hear that if you're going to have picks, have late round picks because this draft is so bad. But (laughs) we'll find out. I mean, when's Uh, when's the last time you've seen, real quick, when's the last time you've seen a draft class with such a subpar quarterback class. And I know people are going to argue and say, no, it's a deep class. No, it's not. I don't care what you say. And we could be wrong. It could be one of those classes that we think are so bad and they end up being super great. But realistically, like the, like they're not great. There are a lot of like couple year starters, no impressive Is Joe numbers. Thomas the no class? Stuff. Is that the last Joe one Thomas? where we didn't have a number one pick was a quarterback? Oh, I don't know about number one. I'm just saying, like in well, general. I I'm like, just saying, like if usually I don't if it's think not I don't one, think that's usually a pretty like bad quarterback class. Is what I don't know if there's any quarterback in this year's draft class that I would warrant in a top the fifteen first. twenty pick. Even Teams I don't want to say first because I Teams feel like you definitely desperate. could probably oh hundred percent someone's gonna trade up for it. But I just don't feel like there's anyone that actually warrants a top fifteen or twenty pick. Like genuinely, I mean, and, did Jordan Love warrant a top 25 pick i mean he went 27 i think no did he go 24 24 yeah i don't know i mean maybe but i mean that's that's the question everybody's debating now if you sign rogers to a three or four year deal you're just gonna see the 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 backlash. Yeah, then you just have a then you just have a good backup. I mean, yeah. Does it suck you use a first round pick for him? Hundred percent. You ain't gonna get shit for Jordan. Ro- you have Jordan to have a backup. Right okay, well then. Okay, but then like you have a backup for cheat. Most top, teams have, have a backup. So he's not even a top twenty five pick. So that doesn't even look that bad. What I think it was twenty four. That was Jefferson. Jacob, it? see, Jacob knows. Thank you for being on the show tonight, Jacob. We appreciate your help. Todd too. Todd and Jacob. Welcome. No, Todd back. doesn't get no. Todd. Todd insulted me. <laughs> yeah, last, so we're done. We're broken up. Uh, well, that. Hey, look, guys. I we mentioned obviously in the early in the show that obviously we won't be here every single week, but we will kind of come back. Obviously, for big things. Obviously, if we have a, a, a announcement tomorrow, um, and obviously with tag stuff, maybe we could try to do something. Uh. 
at the uh, maybe like before free agency starts. Maybe we'll try to do like a show then. Uh, we'll talk it amongst the three of us. We'll definitely get Matt back because he'll be back from his vacation and he'll definitely join the three of us. Um, super pale. Different kind of uh, news though on my end. I got a different job, so I'm going to have to change the way that I do this show. So you may not see me as much anymore. Uh, we'll make that announcement again because you guys will probably forget when we go on a hiatus still July. Um, but Matt and Fred will still, you know, do an amazing job here without me and they'll keep this thing going. Um, but we will be back uh, again. We'll talk more Packer stuff. We'll probably hopefully have some pretty big news to share next time we come around. So thank you so much for following us. Uh, definitely hit us up on all of our socials. We have our Twitter uh, uh, handles right here below us. You know where to follow all of our content on Instagram and fa Facebook with the Sweep Studios. And most importantly, follow everything Game On Wisconsin. We are blowing up, everybody, and it is becoming a thing. And you need to know Everything that is Packer related, there is a draft guide that just came out uh, that you can get that has been made by yours yeah, truly, cool. uh, not my truly, but Game on Wisconsin truly, um, that you can hit up and just everything that you need. If we're not going to be here every week, someone will be for Packer content. So definitely follow Game on Wisconsin on YouTube, on Facebook, on all platforms, and just hit that little like button and notification. You'll get all their def all the different shows that they have and content every single day. With that being said, Fred, it is time, <laughs> and we need to get the hell out of here. So I'm Sanjay. That's Fred. We'll be back another time. But until then, go pack, go. Go back, go. <laughs>